Hi campers, welcome to Museum Camp. I'm Megan. I'm Madison, hello. Hello, what's up? Welcome to camp. Welcome. It is summertime. <sighs> Your parents just dropped you off. We've done yeah. this bit before, you know how it works. You know how it works. You're going to get a little homesick later and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and we're not going to, we're not going to be here to comfort you because no, honestly, just get your life together. Yeah. At this point, come on, you know, get over it. Yeah. You'll, it's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what's up, Megan? We're going to make s'mores later. Yeah. (laughs) If you think for a second, I'm going to have anything but s'mores later. Yeah. You're wrong. You're wrong. Simply wrong. put, you're wrong. Yep. If I could sum it up, incorrect. Anyway. Madison, what are you up to? What's going on in your life? In my life, um, it's been pretty boring. This is mm-hmm. um, the Monday of a three-day weekend for Memorial Day. Yep. Shouts out to the troops. Um, <laughs> that wasn't a joke. I it was just <laughs> it was so funny the way you said it, but honestly, shouts out. Um <laughs> but like I like I was telling Megan earlier, um, it was raining all weekend, so we've mostly just been hanging out. Um and yesterday, uh, okay, so Leroy, one of my dogs. Mm-hmm. You know him um, by proxy. He <laughs> he's like a little bit. Um, he's not very generous with his affection, okay. if you will. Um, yeah. In that, I'm very used to dogs like giving kisses, and Leroy does not like to do that. But when that is he does, my kind of dog. Yeah, when he does, he gives them to Matt. And it would be okay with me if he just like never gave any, that would be fine. But the fact that he only gives them to Matt does not really bode well with me. So I have taken matters into my own hands. Um, And so yesterday, (laughs) you're just putting peanut butter all over you. I literally put peanut butter on my face yesterday for like 45 minutes to train him to give kisses on command. Um, It was, it was not my my best moment. It wasn't my worst. It didn't really work. Um, but weirdly enough, my skin is so soft. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's, you know, correlation or causation or just totally unrelated, but hot tip um, in case anyone's feeling, you know, a little bit nutty, nutty. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, who knows? Maybe peanut butter is a great it's the new face cleanser. mask. It's the yeah. new face mask. Um yeah. or dog Everyone's slobber. Unclear. Yep. Mm-hmm. That? <laughs> Did I start off too strong? <laughs> yeah, I just here's the thing. I'm very I am um, morally, ethically, um, just in every way possible against saliva, um, just like in general, Um, Mm -hmm. especially from dogs, just not a big fan of saliva. And um, honestly, I think it should be illegal 
uh, for saliva to exist. Okay. And I don't understand the, um, any reasoning behind wanting a dog to put its saliva on you. So it's not like, like, I feel like we're, we're getting a little bit caught up here. Okay. The, the saliva is not the goal. The affection is the goal. I just need the affection from Leroy. Okay. But like if, if he um, put his head on you, a symptom, if he just laid his head on your lap, that's also affection, right? Sure. Which is true. However, (laughs) it's like I said, he kisses Matt and does not kiss me. I cannot, I cannot let that happen. And I can't really train him to like, not do that to Matt. That's not, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could secretly spray his face with like vinegar or something. <laughs> but there are options to be into it. Yeah. <laughs> that dog would eat anything. Uh, um, so yes, that's my latest passion project. And I just want to say rest in peace, Ted, who hated mm-hmm. men. And that's hated what we men. loved the most hated about men. Ted. The best dog. Oh, oh man. Love I that the guy. Time when I was walking him, he did like you, Nathan. Um, he, he, it just took a while for him to warm up to men as it should. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been watching or listening to anything? Um, nothing new, just a lot of the circle, which I talked about last time. Yeah. yeah, Um, and I was listening to our latest recording when I was listening for edits and Uh I said on there, some things that I would like to clarify and amend. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because I said that I hated every character and it was stupid and I would like to um, publicly apologize and recant that statement. Oh. I, by the end, loved every every person. I really? They really won my heart over. Wow. Um, and it was, it just, it got so much funnier. It got, it, it was just so great. I highly recommend it. I will Hold never stop talking about true. it. Yep. Yep. How about you? What's new in in the hood? Um, in my hood, um, I have two new things. Um, number one, I'm really going to put you guys on because it's a show that really, honestly, I don't think anyone's ever heard of um, that I just started watching. And it's so good. Um, the Crown. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. Um, I have listened to a sing or listened to I've watched a single episode. Mm. Um and I let I did like it. I think we talked about this before. Did um because I remember telling somebody that I watched one episode and then needed to watch more. Mm. But I'm two um, episodes in. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Double, <laughs> double my <laughs> um we'll get there. We'll get um there. But so I'm really enjoying that. But I also started listening to a new podcast um, called The Piketon Massacre. I have seen the like cover art for that show up under recommendations. It's good. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So it's in Ohio. It's like, I think, an hour outside of Cincinnati, maybe. Oh, shit. Um, small town and... There's like a lot of mysterious murders, but this one specifically is like all in one night. Um, this entire family 
and at their separate houses, like an extended family, um, save for a few small children were murdered in their beds. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, Was it, wait, which like time period was this? Because I feel like I vaguely remember. Not that long ago. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I vaguely remember. I don't remember what year, but recent history. Okay. I'll have to look that up. Um, Mm Because I feel like I remember some sort of news thing about that. But yes, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, it's pretty good so far. I'm not done with it, but no. And that's all that I've. (laughs) That's all. Shall we um, bid this intro adieu? Yep. Adios intro. (laughs) Just every week. It's a different language. Riva Derchi. I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was a crisp May evening in the year of 1856 in Freiburg, Moravia. Amalia was welcoming her first child into the world, and she had no idea just how famous her baby boy would grow up to be. The family was quite penniless when the boy was born. They were renting a room in a locksmith's home. And after a few years, they packed up their belongings and moved to Vienna, Austria. When the boy graduated from high school at the age of 17 years old, he was proficient in German, French, Italian, Spanish, English, Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. Okay, got to get him in on the intro. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He, for sure. He attended the University of Vienna and graduated with an MD, which he used to secure a position at the Vienna General Hospital. This was just the beginning of a long and illustrious career. Today, we're headed to London to visit the Freud Museum. (gasps) Oh, wow. Okay. That that really um, wasn't what I was expecting. Wow. Well, okay, I'm Nathan? glad I tricked Thumbs you. Up. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. Freud guy over there. <laughs> Where is Moravia? Um, so it like what technically is in the Czech Republic now. Back then it okay. was um, a part of Austria, I believe. Okay. Okay. So Sources. Okay, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, well, okay, I got to get my mind prepped for all the penis jokes I can yeah. make in here. Here you go. Yes. So sources real quick. We've got Freud.org. Um, the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> the Wikipedia um, articles were the Sigmund Freud one and the Freud family. I have a Britannica article and... Um, the Freud Museum dot at, which whatever country Austria? code that is. Yes, Maybe. it is. We'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Sigmund Freud, founder of psychoanalysis, developed many theories and practices during his career that are still widely known and used today. On the other side of the coin, 
It's important to note the fact that some of his work has also been criticized and dismissed due to unfounded claims and summations. Um, many of his studies were male-centric with little or no concern for the actual female experience. Classic. And yeah, classic. And his thoughts on femininity and female sexuality are archaic and misogynistic, in my Great. very humble opinion. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, and while I take this with a grain of salt, because it's mostly a sign of the times, um, it's still a factor that should be considered when studying his work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, his theories and postulations covered topics such as ego, dreams, sexuality, aggression, and guilt. Oh, heard of those. Heard of those. <laughs> Are Very you, can familiar. you analyze us? <laughs> At the end of this, yeah, does this research so qualify you? <laughs> um, yes. One yeah. of Freud's most famous theories is the Oedipus complex. Uh, this one, and I hate to do this to you, but we're going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, Oedipus, Eddie. We call him Eddie. We call him Eddie. <laughs> so here's a quote from Britannica. Oedipus complex in psychoanalytic theory, a desire for sexual involvement with the parent of the opposite sex and a concomitant sense of rivalry with the parent of the same sex. A Freud introduced, no, a crucial, I skipped a line. I'm going to start over. (laughs) A crucial stage in the normal development process. Sigmund Freud introduced the concept in his interpretation of dreams. The term derives from the Theban hero Oedipus of Greek legend, who unknowingly slew his father and married his mother. Its female analog, the Electra complex, is named for another mythological figure who helped slay her mother. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That was a joke. I know that Carmen Electra isn't mythological. Nathan. Or is she? Who's to know? know. (laughs) And I just want to say that the Oedipus complex is quite possibly the worst thing I've ever heard. It's so bad. And here's also kind of the thought that was going through my head when you were talking about how it was first published by Freud. Just like, can you imagine being a budding Psychology. I don't know how early in his career um, this was, but can you imagine like being a psychologist mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> publishing things and like you come up with that and then you like, you know, you, you send it on to a newspaper, you give it to a pigeon or whatever they did. And um, then thinking like, huh, like I, this could really, um, make people look at me in a weird way now. Yeah. Like what if nobody else, like if everyone else was just like, yeah, no, um, <laughs> I don't really. Just me? I He's like, think- <laughs> is it just me? Yeah, like, oh, oh, okay. So it's just So me. not everyone's into their mom. Okay. Or like, you know, you, you know how moms are, you know, proud of, of their kids and stuff. That old trope. Um <laughs> Like he sends his research paper on that of his complex to his mom. And she's just like, um, mm, okay. 
I don't think Ooh. I'm going to put this one on the fridge. Yeah, this uh, one love is, you. I'm going to go in a special, um, yeah, special filing cabinet, filing cabinet <laughs> for my therapist. <laughs> Like yeah. that would be so weird to be Mrs. <laughs> Freud. <laughs> okay. Or like, or his, or his dad, like son. Son. We need to have a talk. Do I need to watch my back? <laughs> feel like, <laughs> yeah. oh no, I have a friend. <laughs> like that's what that kind of is. It's, yeah. like, it's very was, normal. Yeah. You know, it's a universal thing. Sure. It is segment. <laughs> Uh, and that's that's the thing about Sigmund Freud is I feel like how many of these you know theories that he's putting out there are just like very damning for him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think like a modern day Sigmund Freud. It could just be like, I'm trying to think of who would be an equivalent of like, maybe it's like an Elon Musk or something who just like keeps throwing things out there. And everyone's just like, dude, like you're embarrassing yourself. Please Please stop. stop We get that you're very smart when no one's, no one's debating that. Right. But like (laughs) read the room. For nobody wants to talk about being attracted to their parents. <laughs> We're not ready for that discussion. We're not ready for it as a society. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so of course, as a doctor in the 1800s, Freud experimented with medicine. Mm-hmm. And here's a quote from Wikipedia that talks about one of his favorite cure-alls. Mm. <laughs> Can't wait. As a medical researcher, Freud was an early user and proponent of cocaine as a stimulant (laughs) as well as analgesic. He believed that cocaine was a cure for many mental and physical problems. And in 1884, uh, in his 1884 paper on coca, he extolled its virtues. Between 1883 and 1887, he wrote several articles recommending medical applications, including its use as an antidepressant. Great. Great. He narrowly missed out on obtaining scientific priority for discovering its anesthetic properties, of which he was aware, but had mentioned only in passing, which is so funny to me. It's like um, the like... (laughs) It's like he's hipster about it. He's <laughs> like I already knew it was an I already knew. I just didn't feel the need to write a dissertation about <laughs> it. I'm just uh, I'm just imagining like this whole like this whole thing is just him like, hey guys, have you heard about cocaine? It's so great. I think I'm in love with my mother. Oh my god, I'm gonna kill my dad. Like he's just like going on and on. Like, can he uh, oh my god? Yeah. Like take a chill pill, dude. Yeah, he probably that's probably what he thought he was doing. Yeah, surprise. (laughs) Okay, where was I? Freud also recommended cocaine as a cure for morphine addiction. Oh, okay, which I just feel like is replacing one harmful uh drug with another. He had introduced cocaine to his friend Ernst von. Fleischel Marxow is how I'm going to pronounce that. Uh, 
who had become addicted to morphine, uh, taken to relieve years of excruciating nerve pain resulting from an infection acquired after injuring himself while performing an autopsy. (laughs) Don't injure yourself performing an autopsy. Yeah, because you can go as slow as you need to go. Yeah, no No one's rushing. Damage is done. (laughs) You don't have to wait for the, you know, the drugs to wear off on this guy. Right. Take your time, dude. His claim that Fleischel Marksau was cured of his addiction was premature, <laughs> though he never acknowledged that oh. he had been at fault. <laughs> oh, what a dick. I'm just imagining this guy going just like, I'm cured. <laughs> I'm good. Like, All good, baby. Like, <laughs> Fleischel Marksau developed an acute case of cocaine psychosis. And soon returned to using morphine, dying a few years later, still (gasps) suffering from intolerable pain. Great job, Sigmund. So I don't think the cocaine helped. It it doesn't seem to have. And again, like, I want to blame Sigmund Freud, obviously, and I do. But also just go slower on the autopsy next time. True. Yeah. It's just. We all learned a lesson here today. We all learned a lesson. If there's one thing you take away, don't rush an autopsy. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The application as an anesthetic turned out to be one of the few safe uses of cocaine. And as reports of addiction and overdose began to filter in from many places in the world, Freud's medical reputation became somewhat tarnished. Mm -hmm. Can't imagine. It'll happen. A little bit. After the cocaine episode, Freud (laughs) ceased to... (laughs) Freud ceased to publicly recommend the use of the drug, but continued to take it himself occasionally for depression, migraine, and nasal inflammation during the early 1890s before discontinuing its use in 1896. Okay. Nasal inflammation. Nasal. Yeah. That was where I got kind of hung up because I mean, I've, I've not done Coke, but I feel like. Right. That couldn't help. I feel like it would exacerbate the issue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We're not medical doctors, but you know. But neither was he. I would assume. <laughs> I mean, I'm just <laughs> I'm just gonna call him out. He was, but he was in the 1800s, which is yeah. like, was he? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, great. It, that's the equivalent of modern day ants who sling essential oils. Sure. Witch doctors. Witch doctors. (laughs) The Freud Museum in London has several exhibits that seem really interesting. And firstly, and most relevant, is the Freud and Pandemic exhibit, which which explores the similarities between the experiences of Spanish flu, which Freud lived through, and COVID-19. Ooh. Yeah. In the past, they've had exhibits on melancholia, the uncanny, and even one that uh, took a look into the connection between Sigmund Freud and Salvador Dali and the the metamorphosis of narcissus. The painting, right? Mm -hmm. That he did. Mm -hmm. Um, But also just the concept. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) This is very clearly a well-organized museum. 
The website offers collection pieces, information for upcoming lectures and conferences held at the museum, and of course, an incredible gift shop. Oh, my God. Some of my my favorite items were um, (laughs) slippers with Freud's face on them. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) A canvas pouch that says unresolved issues, which like, why? It's too close. Um, and obviously depression pencils Uh, and the pencils, um, have phrases on them such as I'm easily broken or in time I'll be pointless. Oh, and I'm not as sharp as I used to be. Oh my God. Depression pencil. It just, it feels like the most tasteless puns of all time. It's so bad. So the museum is inside the house that Sigmund Freud and his family lived in when they fled to London to escape the Nazi regime. Mm-hmm. They were able to bring all of their furniture with them, brag, <laughs> and you can I'm take a sorry. virtual tour. <laughs> Hold on. I know I have a whole thing in here about it. <laughs> I literally put in parentheses, try to avoid going on a rant about how so many were unable to escape the Nazis, yet the Freuds were able to escape with furniture. <laughs> try to avoid it. So, try to avoid it. Try to avoid it. I'm so, I'm just, not to always bring it back to Sound of Music, like I have already done it in this episode, <laughs> but like, I'm just imagining Relevant. the Von Trapps, like climbing every mountain, but they're each just like- Carrying you know, a chair. Carrying a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? why is that- why is that important in this situation? I just the fact that they brought all their furniture. Yeah, like why was fur- no 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 like why was furniture something that they were concerned about? Because like- they had money. <sighs> I mean, you know what I mean. If you have money and you're escaping the Nazis, you can bring whatever the fuck you just want buy with new, you. My buy new furniture. Oh my god! Except I'm people, kidding. don't bring people with you. Bring the thing you put your butt on. Yeah. Yeah, damn. I hate these people. And I didn't avoid the thing that I was trying to I avoid. Know. So great. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Freud theory on that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, but you can take a virtual um tour of the house on the museum's website, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um you can see Dolly's sketches of Freud, um, Freud's famous couch. And pictures of his apartment in Vienna. And there's a room where they show a movie, which um, has like, I guess, home videos of the Freuds. Mm. And it has voiceovers from Anna, which is his daughter, I think. Mm -hmm. And then there's also like a video of an interview with Sigmund, which is a very like rare thing, apparently. I guess there aren't a lot of videos of him. Um, This house is filled to the brim with the art, uh, with art that Freud collected with works from Hiroshi, Rembrandt, Da Vinci, and many, many others. (laughs) Classic rich people. Classic. (laughs) So there's also a Sigmund Freud Museum in Vienna. And um, this museum is inside the Freud family home, that they lived in prior to fleeing the country. 
So where the furniture originated. Yes. They, yeah. <laughs> it's just an empty house. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just another museum the Nazis ruined. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> they also have a really great gift shop with items for sale. <laughs> Such as a notepad that says, analyze me on the front. Okay. <laughs> a Freud rubber ducky. Right. And a, a cleaning sponge with the word neuros printed on it. You know, I do have to give it up to anyone who tries to design objects that go into a muse- museum gift shop dedicated to Sigmund Freud because oh, that yeah. I mean that is a challenge props yeah toward the end of his life Freud discovered that he had epithelioma uh, which is jaw cancer and mm. it was due to smoking mm. um, unfortunately doctors like downplayed his symptoms and they lied to him about like they didn't tell him he had cancer. Essentially. They just made him think he had like a benign growth. Great. Um, which is like so annoying, but also so common, like from doctors back then, like they just weren't truthful to their patients, which is Mm -hmm. weird to me. Yeah. Um, what is the point of your job if you're not going to tell the patient what they have and (laughs) right. Why even bother with the qualifications? Right. Um, In 1939, it was clear that his cancer was becoming worse and was now inoperable. And a quote from Wikipedia describes his deathbed scene. Freud turned to his doctor, Max Schur, and said, quote, Schur, you remember our contract not to leave me in the lurch when the time had come? Now it is nothing but torture and makes no sense. When Schur replied that he had not forgotten, Freud said, I thank you. And then talk it over with Anna. And if she thinks it's right, then make an end of it. Anna Freud wanted to postpone her father's death, but Schur convinced her it was pointless to keep him alive. And on the 21st and 22nd of September, administered doses of morphine that resulted in Freud's death around 3 a.m. on the 23rd of September, 1939. So he was euthanized. <laughs> oh, no. So <laughs> uh, a lot, a lot to unpack here. Um, do we think that's what the Earth, Wind, and Fire song is about? <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 21st no. of September. Yeah, it's about um, Freud's it's death, about, probably. Yeah. Uh, those guys, they really, wow, they really know wow, how to bury wow. a message. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, well, that is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ready for some reviews? <laughs> I'm really ready. Okay, good. So a lot of them were just like glowing. Like, honestly, not even that funny because I feel like England just has a maturity to them that America doesn't. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, it's my one, my one beef with them. That's my beef. You guys need to. <laughs> I can only relate to the extremely immature. 
Yeah. Let your hair down a little. Listen to some immature history. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) this first one is from John and it's three stars and it just is very contradicting. And that's the reason I have to read it to you. Amazing. Such a posh part of London. Worth going here just for the walk from the station past all the nice houses. I'm not bothered about Freud and went here for a talk about play therapy. But whilst there, I visited the museum part and it is really pretty nice, although small. I wished I lived I wish I lived in a big house like this with nice furniture like what he had. The fucking furniture. Is it big or small, dude? Yeah, can that <laughs> is what she said. Yeah. And that's and a question for what Freud. Freud said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one is five stars from Eric. And Eric said, Don't Freudian slip on the sidewalk. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and marry me. <laughs> marry me now. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay and then the final one is one star from craig and craig said a shrine to a 20th century secular god abject reverence was the defining mood see the actual couch dude what do you think a museum is right (laughs) oh can you imagine like what did this guy Craig? What did he want? Did you want a Freud museum where people are just lining up to spit on his grave? Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, come on, Craig. Craig, I think you have some issues to resolve. Yeah, under the surface. <laughs> but you're gonna have to find a different psychoanalyst because yep. Freud is unavailable. Nope, he got <laughs> euthanized. <laughs> Yikes. He sure did. And that was the Freud Museum of London. Oh, my God. Amazing. Thank you. Terrible. Yeah. And amazing. Thank you. Uh. A lot to unpack with our therapists. Yeah. I'm going to hate read his Wikipedia page tonight. Yeah. I highly suggest it. Yeah. Um, And after you're all done reading Freud's Wikipedia page, um, please, you know what? Please check out our Instagram, our TikTok, even Twitter, Facebook at the museum camp. Mm -hmm. First of all, Flawless segue. Thank you. To you. Um, and second of all, agreed. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Ditto. Um, you know, please consider becoming a Patreon member. We love, love, love doing Mad Libs. We want so badly to continue doing Mad Libs all the time. All the time. It's what I want my full-time job to be. Yeah. And I know that I could just see if Mad Libs is hiring. But I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't want that. 
I can't imagine they pay a Mad Lib copywriter very well. <laughs> no, it's probably less than $5 a month, which is, you know, what it all costs. it takes to become, that's all it takes to, help that's me all it takes to become a Patreon member, $5 a month. You get a mm-hmm. Mad Lib on the podcast. You on get a sticker and a magnet for now, but there's more stuff coming, baby. There's more stuff coming. And um, you also get our genuine uh, undying love. That's right. Um, what well, One and... of us will name our child after you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, that is patreon.com slash the museum camp. You can visit our website, themuseumcamp.com, and you can also send us an email to say hi, to share a story, to tell us about a museum. Hello at themuseumcamp.com. Tell us about your favorite theory in psychoanalysis. Oh, yeah. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. And we will see you all next time. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.